We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon has one very, very versatile and athletic quarterback committed in the 2024 recruiting class. And today we're going to meet him and talk about his journey to Oregon on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, and got a very special episode in store for you guys today. I'm talking with 2024 Oregon quarterback commit Luke Moga out of Phoenix, Arizona, Sunny Slope High School. Uh, Luke, thanks so much for joining us today. How you living, man? I'm good. It's it's Mother's Day, so today's a good day, you know. But I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, you know, always a always nice. You gotta celebrate mom every day, but this is the day specifically for her. What do you guys have planned for for the day? Uh, I took her to get a pedicure, actually my first pedicure today. So, you know, I'm a, I'm an athlete, so my feet needed a little cleaning up. Um, but we're just having dinner and, and just hanging out today. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I'm sure she appreciated that and is, you know, glad to get to spend some extra time with you and the fam. But, um, yeah, for you guys tuning in, kind of our plan for the episode is to just talk a little bit about Luke's journey to Oregon, you know, his childhood growing up. And, um, you know, kind of what led him to Oregon and what lies ahead. So we got a lot of awesome stuff and uh, I'm excited to have you guys on uh, for the journey. So starting the things off, Luke, um, this is kind of a loaded question, but just tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up. You know, your childhood. Are you, are you originally from Arizona? You know, what was what was it like growing up? Yeah, so I'm, I'm born and raised here in Central Phoenix. Um, I call it Central Phoenix. It's It's really Phoenix, but there's a little kind of bubble um, around my school, but I'm born and raised here. Um, my parents are from Tucson. My dad played football at the University of Kentucky. So I've always kind of grown up around football. Um, you know, granted, I never played until my freshman year. I have two older sisters. So, you know, we're a sports family. Um, my 25-year-old sister played soccer at the University of Arizona. So that's what I was doing growing up. I played on a uh, MLS Academy team called Phoenix Rising. So that was that was super, super competitive all year round. Um, contracts and stuff like that at the youth age. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's what I was doing playing club basketball too, as well. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I grew up a sports family, um, raised with three girls and, and one dad. So, you know, kind of made me well-rounded, like I like to say today. Yeah. I mean, well, he hearing that you played soccer, I wasn't a very good soccer player, but I know one thing you have to do in soccer is run. Yeah, <laughs> You can definitely do that, you know, seeing yeah. your track times and, and everything, so you, you kind of started, it sounds like, mainly with soccer as your your primary sport growing up. Um, I know that football is obviously a huge focus now, but um, what, what when did football kind of get into the picture? You know, I just wanted to get a little bit of a better sense for your overall, you know, athletic background. 
Yeah, I always played, you know, I played like a little flag um, here and there. But like I said, my dad, my dad played in college. Um, he was a heavily recruited guy, you know, back in the back in the 80s, 90s. So not quite like it is today. Um, but so I grew up around it, always watched it. Uh, my mom didn't want me playing Pop Warner. So I, I, you know, freshman year, I was actually only going to be a kicker because I played soccer. And like, you know, if I'm going to play football, I want to have the ball. I want to control the game. So that's when I started, you know, playing football and then quarterback. Uh, my freshman year and then you know i i obviously showed some a lot of flashes of athleticism freshman year but then i started working with my quarterback coach who i think is the best out here um and that's you know that's kind of when it took off mechanically mentally physically it's just you know every day um working on the quarterback you can never be perfect at the position which is which is why i like it so much um but it's you know it's kind of been an uphill fast moving um climb for me at the position yeah, no doubt. So starting as a kid, yeah, going from kicker to quarterback, I mean, you can't you can't have a much more drastic yeah. transition in terms of just, you know, what your what your plan was. A lot of people think, oh yeah, you know, kicker, it's like, you know, laid back during practice. You're just, you know, doing your thing by yourself. And it's like, oh hey, no, yo, go go be the face of the team now. You know, here yeah. here are the keys to the the Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. I actually I you know, it was the first day my freshman coach um coached both of my sisters at the school, so I knew him and he was like you know, I was going into it, going to kick. He's like, you know, freshman football team. We had the whole stand up if you want to play whatever position and quarterback. So no one, I'm like, you know, like I want to be in control. I want to be the guy. So I actually never did kick, but that was my intention going in. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm third string kicker now just because of my soccer background. So I'm the emergency kicker right now. So it all worked out. For sure. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's definitely a cool, you know, path to the quarterback position. I was like looking through some stats and like trying to research you a little bit more. So was that, you, were you playing quarterback full time from the jump or did you kind of move around a little bit before it really became the main focus? So freshman year, I was, I was full time quarterback. And then sophomore year, we had a senior coming back. So I split time with him. And then when I wasn't at quarterback, I was, you know, I was returning kicks. I was playing receiver. I was playing running back. Um, and we kind of split about 60, 40, um, he took 60, I took 40, um, obviously, you know, soft, um, being a, uh, a sophomore in varsity, having one year of experience, it was probably a good thing for me to split reps, to continue learning and to, to just get comfortable, you know, on the field in general. Um, and then this season, junior is my first full year, um, having the reins. Okay, sure. Sure. So yeah, moving around a little bit and playing some other positions, um, we definitely have to talk about, you know, how fun it is to play quarterback through your eyes. But just as as far as the other position, I feel like you probably have a different appreciation for it now. What well, what did you like about, you know, playing receiver? And I think you, did you say running back as well, a little bit of that. You know, what, what was that experience like? Yeah, it's it's definitely good to see and and to feel the other um, other positions. You know, I'm sometimes I'm 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 yelling at my guys like, hey, let's let's run faster. But then when I'm out there running all these routes, I I. I know what it's like. They're tired and stuff like that. But then I can also be like, you know, I was, a, I think I was a first team all region receiver in like four games of, of me starting at receiver. So then I'm like, Hey guys, you know, like I've done this, get here, get to this spot. So it's, it definitely has its pros and cons. Um, but like I said, I think that was good for me to just get more experience on the football field. Yeah. There's no doubt that there's a tremendous value that comes with that because a lot of people, a lot of people think, you know, just as a quarterback, you have to kind of know what's going on at every position, you know, what every guy is doing, which it's not easy to have all that on your plate. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. So it's, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> um, so we go to, now we're in 2022 last season, your first full year 
uh, you know, playing quarterback, at least at the varsity level. Right. Um, and I don't know. I think if you, if you just look at things on the, on the surface, committed to Oregon only played quarterback for one year at the varsity level as a, like, it's not, it doesn't sound like something that would like no. be likely. Right. 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 So, no, so what's that kind of like? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's definitely been fast moving. Um, but you know, I always knew I wanted to play, playing college. I'm growing up. I just didn't know it was football, but then as soon as I started playing football, you know, I immediately fell in love with it. Um, but like I said, it's just, it's a testament to, to the hard work. And, and if you really do, um, put the work in, you can do what you want to do and you can do it from whatever school. Um, you know, like, like I said, Sunny Slope is not, you know, you ask a bunch of people around the country, they're probably not going to know what Sunny Slope is. Um, but that's why, you know, that's why I stayed there um, to try to change that narrative and to just show the kids in central Phoenix that like, if you work hard, you can do what you want to do, no matter how long you've been playing, no matter where you play, no matter your experience level. So just to, just to put your head down and go get something. Yeah. And, and I can definitely have a lot of respect for that because I, I'm out in Southern California, which is night and day different from Eugene. Yeah. You know, I lived in Eugene for two years and made it out to a couple schools out in Oregon, but I mean, you know, you just have, there's, there, there's money being thrown around. There's, you know, people moving schools at the drop of a hat. So I, I think it's, it's honorable to, you know, want to put on for your city and to, you know, beef up that tradition, you know, at, at Sunny Slope. Yeah, both my sisters went here too. So it kind of has, you know, that family feel to it. Um, it's, you know, it's a mile from both of my houses. So it's, like I said, it's a family neighborhood feel. And, and I'm glad I did it at the school I did it at. So I want to break down, you know, a little bit more of your skill set as a quarterback and kind of get it in, in your own words, because we can watch the tape, but getting to pick your brain is, you know, totally different experience. You know, you can you can improvise, you can throw off platform, uh, you can run, you can just you can do a little bit of everything. But but if someone never heard of Luke Moga, how are you describing yourself? Yeah, you know, obviously I'm a pass force quarterback, quarterbacks pass first, um, but, you know, I'm loose. I'm very loose mechanically, which I think is, is you know, humbly super impressive for how long I've been playing. Like I said, I can make throws off platform. I can extend plays. You know, I'm, I'm like ferocious. I get super jacked up when I'm playing out there, too. So I, I play with a lot of intensity. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a, a service, a service quarterback, you know, quarterbacks, a service position. Um, you, you help your teammates and, and you got to be the best leader on the field. So, so that's my game. And I, I think that it's not obviously a, a direct comparison, but I think it might've been when I was uh, writing about you after you committed, or maybe I was doing my podcast about you. Um, I kind of saw a little bit of Bo Nix in your game in terms of like, you know, just seeing what you guys are able to do. Um, you know, the throwing off platform and kind of just being able to make things happen. What, what do you think of that comparison? That's, you know, that's, that's interesting you say that. Cause that was one of, um, you know, the staff's hardest selling points. Um, and I actually got to talk to Bo a little bit when I was up there too, but you know, they, they tell me how much I remind, um, uh, remind them of him. And, you know, coach Stein was, was out at the showcase on, uh, on Friday, last Friday, you know, watching our team work and you stayed for my entire practice. And after we were talking, he's just like, gosh, man, you remind me so much of Bo and, and just your instincts and how you do things. So that was, that was definitely a huge selling point. You know, and, and and to them telling me, you know, how much I remind them of Bo and, and me having this little experience and, and my room to grow and, and still be be that guy for them. Yeah. OK, so that's cool. It's not it's not just me that sees no, that. <laughs> that's, that's been a huge thing. Even our body builds, you know, we're six two. He's, he's probably got, I think, 
15, 20 pounds on me right now, but you know, I'm, I'm 17. So I have no doubt I can get there, but I think we're about the same speed. I might have them a little bit, who knows, but, but no, it's, it's, it's the whole staff too. Okay, cool. Well, I, I definitely want to get to, um, you know, you talked about selling point and I want to get to the recruiting process because that's a whole story in itself. Yeah. But there's one more thing I want to ask you about before we get to that. We talked about your versatility. We got to talk about the speed, man, because, you know, you got soccer, you got football, and now track season just wrapped up. You know, I want to make sure I say it right. Was it was it tied for the state title in the 100? I want to make sure I'm giving you your props. So it was essentially yes, but technically no. Technically, I lost by six thousandths of a second. So my my buddy who's, who's, who's going to play football at Northern Arizona, he ran a 10-4-9-1. And I ran a 10497. So I lost by six thousandths of a second. But in the that's you had to go into um, into the back into the computer to see that. So they printed that out after. So at the time when I posted that, you know, we we thought we tied. Um, so I couldn't change that. But props to him. He got me. So I came in second. But you know, 1049 is as I still think really impressive. Oh, and no doubt it is yeah. impressive. So congratulations yeah. on you know all your efforts out there. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of running backs, wide receivers, corners, you know, they, they run track. I don't feel like you hear about too many quarterbacks that are, are running track. You know, just tell me about the, the process of just going through track and focusing solely on speed. You know, what, what was that whole thing like and, and how has that kind of helped you? Yeah, right. So this was, this was my second year of track. Actually, I didn't do a freshman year. That was my COVID year. Um, and my dad was a 10-6 guy, 10-6-7 guy in high school. Um, and, and he was pushing me to do that, you know, um, when I got to high school, but I couldn't do it freshman year. So I started doing it last year. To tell you the truth, I'll tell my coach this too. She knows I didn't really like it because it's, you know, it's different when you got guys chasing you and you're trying to score touchdowns, running away from people. But I just I just didn't like running just to run. And then and then I saw my time start from I started at eleven five and then I went to eleven three. 11.05, 11 flat, and then I finished state um, last year with a 10.9. So I'm like, oh, shoot, like I have a pretty good time. So then when it got to this year, I opened up tripping out of my blocks, getting last place, and then the neck, and that was like 11.2, which was still good for um, for tripping out. And then the next three meets, I fall started. So then I – yeah, I know. And then I came out, and I ran a 10.7 – Oh, as my first meet getting out the box. And then I did that again in the, in the prelims. And then in the finals, I was like, Oh shoot, I'm running next to that kid. Like I said, who just got me. And then it, you know, he pushed me and then I was 10, four, nine. So I'm like, Oh shoot. If, if I ran next year, which won't happen because I'm early and rolly, um, I, I think I would have got down to like 10, two, you know, 10, three, like, like some of these other guys, but, you know, I was running track for football to get faster because that's the way the game's going is speed. And like Coach Landing said, I think it was last week, you know, you can't really teach speed. So that's that's why I'm trying to continue to separate myself at. Um, and like I said, you don't see too many quarterbacks doing that. So that's that's why I think I'm so different in that aspect. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's cool just to see the the market improvement, you know, from, oh, from sure. year to year. And then you didn't even like it. And then you kind of started liking it. You're like, Oh, I think I can, you know, kind of do my thing here. And then you, you shave off, you know, almost a full half second. I think it was, which is, you know, I, I never ran track, but I swam in high school. So I kind of get a little bit of that, yeah. you know, you're battling yourself kind of a deal. Um, so that's a super cool story, man. Yeah. And you got to kind of end it on a pretty high note. 
yeah, no, I, I was super excited. My goal was to beat my dad's 10, six, seven. So when I, you know, I, I walked into state and I'm like, okay. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, no, I'm, I'm here. here. I'm here. I got oh. you. Sorry. The computers went black. I walked into state and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm aiming for low 10, six. And then I, I, I ran next to people faster than me or faster than me. And it pushed me and I saw my time. I'm like, holy crap. Like I just ran that. So I was super excited, obviously. And, and to go out like that too was, was super cool. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No doubt, man. That's awesome. So we're getting we're getting a little bit of all angles here on you know your your story and your upbringing. So I love getting that. Uh, but now I got to talk about the recruiting process, man, because yeah. it was it was definitely a whirlwind process for you. Um, you know, I, I'd like to say I, I covered it pretty close, I think, from the moment you got offered and, until up to when you committed. Um, you know, for people who don't know, I think you got offered originally by Stein and the Ducks in, in January uh, after a visit. And then, um, you know, things kind of started to heat up from there, you know, just offer after offer after offer coming in. I don't know if Oregon was the one that set it in motion necessarily, but I think you can kind of make the argument for that. Um, yeah. You know, a couple spring visits. And, and then you end up being the duck. Um, you know, there's some specific storylines I want to get into, but just to open it up there, what was the recruiting process like for you? Yeah, like you said, it, it came really fast. I had, I think I had one FBS offer during the season. Um, it was Central Michigan. And then after that, you know, I picked up two, three, two power fives in, in Arizona State and BYU. And then they started coming um, like really, really fast. You know, obviously, and then I visited Oregon with with a bunch of the AZ guys. Um, I loved Coach Stein, and then I think he offered me like the next day or t- or two days later after that visit. Um, and then and then it really started to pick up. You know, almost almost every day type stuff. Um, I, I I knew it would be like that, but I didn't know it would be that fast because um, you know most guys are are going through this. You know, their their end of freshman sophomore year. Um, this this really happened to me after my junior year, so I'm like a year away from from going to college, and, and now it's picking up. But you know, I'm, I'm I wouldn't change how it how it happened, and, and I'm just happy to be a duck. Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely cool to see how it all came together because you know took a couple of big spring visits to Oregon, 
And then um, you set your commitment date for April 28th. And then you're like, no, let's pump the brakes. Not going to be doing that. And then you DM'd me, hey, I'm coming back the next weekend. And I was like, whoa, maybe something's going down. You end up popping right before the spring game. Um, what what was that process kind of like? Because I don't know. It's like a lot of wrinkles going on. And it seemed like, you know, you were ready to hop in, maybe slowing down. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's some stuff. Um, not stuff, but, you know, there were there was just some miscommunications, I would say. Um, but then I went up there, you know, I had a good two days with them, you know, so, talked and, and saw eye to eye to eye. And, you know, I walked away assured that, you know, that I was a guy and and I didn't want to keep waiting. You know, the grass isn't always greener. Sure, I, I could have waited and, and you know, heard from some other schools. But, you know, I really did like Oregon and, and they were recruiting me super, super hard. Um, and just being with the players, too, the, the, the two times before I was there. Um, so you get a true sense of, of kind of how it is. Um, and, and I just really liked it. And it was kind of kind of a, a media like uproar that I canceled it and then ended up committing on the same day. I know that probably caught a lot of people by surprise. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to help recruit at the spring game. So so that's kind of kind of how that worked out. OK, yeah. For, for those of us watching, I don't know what's going on with my stream yard. Like my name is coming in and out. I don't know if you're seeing that, Luke, but hopefully the technolo- technological difficulties don't mess us up too much. Um but yeah, I think that was kind of interesting, you know, seeing that you were maybe going to do it and then not do it. So, so when did you actually know, Hey, I'm ready to hop in the boat here and, uh, you know, ultimately tell the staff. Yeah. So I think, so I was there the weekend before, um, and you know, they, they obviously wanted me to jump in, um, and, and to get this going, you know, they, they recruited me super hard, but they kind of were making, making some jokes, like, you know, whenever you're ready, you know, just, um, just go public with it. You know, hopefully we'll be scrolling on Twitter and, and just see something. So I actually didn't tell any of them. I told one guy on staff um, and was like, I think coach Landing got done with the, the walkthrough the day before the spring game. So I FaceTimed him. I'm like, coach, you know, is your Twitter broken? You know, can you, can you check yours? And they checked it and then they freaked out and he, he saw the post. So it was, it was kind of a, a surprise because they were making some jokes about it. Um, but that, that was kind of how I did that. And I think I knew, I really, really knew um, the second time I was there, like I said, that that weekend we talked. And then I, I knew on the 24th, I think it was a Monday, and I was just going to go public the day before the spring game. So so that's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, we know how commitments kind of play into the momentum of things. You know, Gary Bryant hopping in last night was was big. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, you had some big schools in the mix, Luke. You know, you had BYU. You had um, the Arizona schools were, were after you. I know you were feeling Miami for a little bit. I want to say TCU. What would you say kind of set Oregon apart after you got all these amazing options, you know, in front of you? Yeah, I would just say, you know, how, how badly they wanted me to be the guy. You know, I want to go somewhere where I was wanted, and I definitely felt that. Um, and also just the resources outside of football and inside of football to just be successful in life and, you know, after football too. Um, but also I like the opportunity, you know, with, with Bo leaving this year, um, I want to go somewhere where I can compete. And, and you know, there's I, – I think it's fair to say there's no – oh, I'm going to take that back. You know, I, I just want to go somewhere where I can compete and, and you know, learn. Um, and I felt that there. Um but like I said, the resources and also the family environment and just hanging out, kicking it with the players too. Um, I definitely felt at home. 
Right on. Cool to, to get your perspective on that. Um, this next one is, you know, been one of the biggest talking points in the Oregon football, Oregon recruiting community for a long time. You know, even before you committed, there were two names that everybody was focused on at quarterback. It was Luke Moga and it was Michael Van Buren out of uh, Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy. Uh, Luke, you're obviously in the fold right now, um, but I feel like it was a very unique position for you to be in to kind of more or less be attached at the hip to another guy in terms of just these, these conversations. Right. Um, so what, what was that kind of like, you know, leading up to your commitment? And then now that you're committed, it's, it's a very unique situation because someone's saying Luke Moga and they always say Michael Van Buren, or they're talking about Michael Van Buren, but you got to talk about Luke Moga too. I might've butchered asking that question, but I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not too focused on that. Um, I committed, you know, to be the guy and, you know, I've talked to Mike, I was up there with him at the spring game, you know, he's a good kid and I'm recruiting him too. Um, I don't want them to, I would rather have a kid, um, you know, my grade, uh, my age versus, you know, a portal kid. And I think the kind of college football consensus is that you want four quarterbacks on scholarship. Um, and obviously with Bo leaving, that leaves Ty and, and Austin. Um, so I'm, I'm recruiting him too. I, you know, I, I hope he jumps on board. He's, you know, he's a nice kid. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm confident in my abilities and, and I'm not worried about anyone else but myself. For sure. No, that's, that's definitely a, a great perspective on it. Um, and it's nice to hear it from, from you because, you know, everyone wants to be a keyboard warrior on Twitter and yeah. act like they know what's going on and yeah, act yeah. like they know what's best, but you know, it's, it's your life and you got to do what you think's best. Yeah. You know, I, I promise you that the guys typing on Twitter, you know, you guys might have have some insight, but the fans typing on Twitter, they, they've got no clue what's going on. So I, I try not to read into that stuff at all. For sure. Well, I, I like the way that you're handling it, man. I know it's a, it's a crazy, this is probably the craziest time ever to be like recruited because you have NIL, you have the portal, uh, you have conference realignment, who the heck knows what's going on with that. Um, but I got a, just a couple more for you, Luke, and then we'll get you out of here, man. Um, you mentioned how you're recruiting Michael Van Buren, you know, that would be a, really really you know star-studded quarterback class but i wanted to get some of your thoughts on the guys that are maybe already in the fold and then build off that with who's your priority as far who are your priorities to recruit to join you yeah you know ties i think well ty was a class of 21 right or mm -hmm. yeah so I, I don't know how many years he's got um left on you know left uh to play but you know i think after Bo leaves, I think he would get a chance um, or, or whatever happens. But then after that, you know, I, um, there would be a freshman. And then if Mike jumps on or another kid in my grade, whatever it is, there would be two freshmen, a redshirt freshman, and Ty would be a junior or senior. I'm not too sure. Um, but so, you know, they're, they're definitely both really good players. I was up there, you know, seeing them. You know, Ty looks, I think he's, what, 6'3", 6'4", maybe. Oh, probably not. I think he's like 6'3", um, but he's, he's a big guy. And I know Austin, you know, he's he's put on a lot of weight, looks, you know, he, he looks good and, and they can both sling it. Um, and, and Ty's an Arizona kid, too. So there, there definitely be a little connection there. Um, but, you know, I, I just see a, a place where there's already a good quarterback room and, and to go compete. And if there's another 24 or a portal kid, whatever it is. Great. But, you know, like I said, um, I'm, I'm very confident in my abilities. It's it's not cockiness. It's just how prepared I am and, and how hard I've worked. So whatever happens, you know, happens. And I'm just focused on myself. And you, you got to, you know, take a lot of trips during the recruiting process, meet a lot of people, hear a lot of things from coaches. What were some of the lessons that you were able to learn after going through such a crazy process? Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of fake 
um, in, in the recruiting aspect, you know, when you get there, they act one way and then the players, how you see them treat them at practice, whatever school that might be. So I would just give advice um, to anyone watching this or anyone that's going through it to just kind of sort out the fake from real. Um, and then, and then once you do that, you can, you can really break down your options and then see where you want to go. All right. Good stuff, man. Well, want to dig a little deeper of this last one. Um, you know, you're, you're not just an athlete. You're not just a quarterback that's committed to Oregon. You got other stuff going off, going on in your life. Tell us a little bit about who Luke is off the field. You know, what, what are you interested in? What kind of hobbies do you have? Any majors sound interesting at the college level? Just kind of take us off the field. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I've grown up a sports guy. So, you know, when I'm not doing sports or not working out, I kind of like to get my rest and, and, you know, be a little homebody and just chill out. I don't go out too many times on the weekends. Um, I've been out a few times, you know, grad parties and stuff like that. But I, I like spending quality time with my friends. Um, I like to golf. And obviously, I'm a quarterback. So, you know, I got to be kind of good at golf for the future. But I got to work on uh, my game in between driving and putting because that's all I can do. I, I mess around with Coach Stein like that. Um, I'm really good at driving and putting. Anything in between, I, I think I got to work on. Um, but, you know, I, I just like being with my friends. I like being home and, and just hanging out. And I'm not doing sports, just, just kind of chilling out. Right on. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting to, you know, just enjoy being a kid before, yeah, you know, definitely. before you get to college. Because I think some, some people just get so focused on getting to college and it's like, you're gonna high school only comes around once, man. Exactly. I'm 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 going to college and at the end of December. So I, I got one more. I'm almost done with the school year, and then I got one more semester, um, and, and one more year of, of high school football too. And I know I'm gonna miss that. So you know, I'm I'm just trying to be where my feet are and just you know, like like you said, have fun being a kid before before it gets real and, and business like. So looking ahead to the 23 season, who are you looking forward to playing the most? You know, on that sunny slope schedule, what do you have circled? We've got, we play a school called Brophy College Prep. Um, you know, they've, they've got some guys. Uh, ben Morrison was, was the last guy to come out of there at Notre Dame. But, you know, I applied there and it's a, it's a um, private Catholic school. I didn't get in. So, you know, those guys are, they're a good team, but they're over there, um, you know, kind of messing with me. I got a lot of friends on the team because I didn't get in. So I'm a, a reject to the school. But, you know, we haven't played them um, in a very long time. And they're about three miles apart. Um, from us so that's that's the game i have circled i'm i'm on the schedule awesome yeah gotta gotta have the gotta have our eyes on that game um before we get out of here luke i just wanted to give you you know a chance to to plug all your social media or anything you know for for people that that want to follow you or get to know you better um you know what, what where can people find you instagram i think it's just my name luke moga with two a's and then twitter if you want to tag me i think you have my twitter I'm Luke Moga QB. So that those are the only two things I'm on. All right. Perfect. Well, you guys make sure you tap in with Luke um, over there on social media. If you want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtaurussports. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. And then read all of my stuff over on ducksdigest.com. Thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football with us, talk some crouton. And, of course, a massive thank you to Luke for giving me some of his time to hop on the pod. I'm going to be out in Phoenix this week. So uh, I'm going to be stopping by Sunny Slope to see what Luke and the squad have cooking for next year. So if you want to see more of that, make sure you guys tap in. But until next time, we will see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League Podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.